Lecture Topic 25th Ramadan Zohar Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Nahmaduhum Rasulli ala Rasulli al-Kareem Ambabad Continuing The discussion from this kitab Fazat Mawlaj Kimo Dakhtar Sarahmatullahi With regards to anger The treatment of anger So there were various things discussed He has it has included and some advice of Hazrat Masha Awrarul Haq Sahib Rahmatullahi with regards to controlling anger so Hazrat writes first that Haspe Zail Umur ko din mein mutaaddad bar itna par hai ke ghussa ke waqt yaad rahe there is a list of 10 things here and This list before starting the first point, Hazrat writes that read these aspects, this list basically, so many times, read it several times, so many times, that at the time when your anger is provoked, you will then remember it. So now meaning, if a person reads it once, he'll understand it. He reads it twice, he might even start partly memorizing it but the third time if he reads it he might know it very well but is that sufficient to become part of his system so to say that when the anger is provoked he remembers it also so that is what is being said that read it so many times meaning once, twice, five times, ten times over several days now this is what is called in one way to understand that this is that tarbiyat. Now a person is reminding himself and reminding himself until such a time that this becomes the first thought that flashes through his mind when that anger is provoked. So the various things that are mentioned here, the first point, Puri Aoudu Billah Parna. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanirajim To recite it completely, fully Now this is something well known We all know about it Now when a person sometimes there's some Outburst Some issue where the person really lost his Cool and he did things And said things which caused a major problem So now the person then says that You ask him but Why didn't you recite A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanirajim He say, yeah, I remembered afterwards He knew about it He's well aware of it, but when he remembered, after the whole event. So that's the point that is being mentioned here. Obviously this is an effort to surround, to read it, to understand it, to then repeat it, and then having almost become half of it, to still keep reading it. This topic of anger, as mentioned on the second day, that this was, so to say by chance, that this, topic came up because this wasn't planned but ever since this topic has started off over the days of thus far I've lost count of the number of people that came up and said this was purely for me so on the one side that this is alhamdulillah a good thing that a person feels it was for him whereas it was for me I read it for myself and nevertheless on a general note for everybody's benefit but if somebody feels it was for them, then Alhamdulillah, that is a sign of concern, a sign of talab. But what the point is, that this, Allah Ta'ala made this come up, and with the number of people that came up to say that this, I think was crazy in the ahadith about it, that itself already highlights to us how important it is to be conscious of this, to be making an effort on it, to try to bring this anger under control, that minor irritation over, that irritation over minor things, which then starts becoming one thing leads to another this is obviously far away from the way that Rasulullah has taught us how to conduct ourselves so these things that have been discussed and likewise these lessons that are coming as well it's also that we not just learn something on a level of knowledge now we got the knowledge of it the knowledge of much of it we already had to it's not everything that's come for the first time. 
Some things may have come for the first time. Many, many things have come repeatedly before also. So now it's a time to move forward, to translate that knowledge into action. That is the need. And that doesn't happen just by reading, listening, understanding. It comes with an effort. Now this too is the same effort that is being discussed here. That read this so many times that it starts coming first to mind. And when, as mentioned, that generally things happen over 40 days. Some transformation. Transformations happen over 40 days in human psychology, the human mind, the human nature. So now for 40 days, every day a person is reading this thing to embed it in his mind. Now it goes and sits deeply somewhere and it comes to mind every time. So the first point is Puri A'udhu Billahi Ibn Shaitani Rajim Barna. One is to recite the words that too the name of Allah is included in this and the name of Allah is very great. A person taking the name of Allah Ta'ala even unmindfully he will still not be deprived of its benefit. There will be still benefit in it. But the full benefit will come when it's done consciously. What is he saying? What is he reciting? Who's Refuge he is seeking, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. From what he is seeking refuge? So to the extent that it is done consciously, to that extent it will be effective. Second point, Wuzu Karlena. Now this Wuzu, somebody say, but now to go and make Wuzu, even at the time of Salah, I feel lazy to go make Wuzu, now to go make Wuzu to cool my anger down. So indeed these are things that take some effort. Can we imagine if somebody had to, whoever it was, he suddenly put an offer out there, says, you see, you've got this act, and uh, for one month, you don't become angry at all. No irritation expressed, nothing, one month only. For that one month, if you don't express any irritation, don't get angry at all, and there will be a lot of situations where you get provoked, not one occasion, end of the month, one million rand is in your account. Now let us think deeply, what will suddenly be, there might be a major transformation. Some might wonder whether this person knows what happened. Some, somebody made some dumb on him or something. So where's that dumb we also wanted? There might be a very sudden transformation for what? Forget one million rands, for much less also. So for that material gain, we'll do it. And we'll suppress that anger. For that material gain, we'll do much more than that too. People for material gain, climb mountains and put their lives in danger for some material gain, or some worldly gain, it's either name and fame, or it's money. What else is there? After the person climbed that peak, what he got? Anything of tangible benefit? Nothing. Yes, either he's feeling now very great about his become very famous, because all the whole world now heard about it, that he climbed the peak of the highest, he summited the peak of the highest mountain, and he got a big prize, so the money, so the money, if supposing there was no name and fame in it and there was no money in it, how many people will do it? But this is the whole motivation for the person, dunya. So when dunya can motivate a person, a person who has the consciousness of what Allah Ta'ala has in store for him, what Allah Ta'ala has promised, the ahadith that Nabi Wasallam mentioned, what Allah will fill his heart with, the peace and Iman, he has value for Iman. Allah will grant him the choice of the Hura'een on the day of Qiyamah. And then the reward of Sabr, Inna Allah Sabirin. If he has value for this, then if this, forget million rand, maybe 20,000 rand would motivate him too. So if that can motivate us so much, what about this? So for that the person now will train so many months in advance to be able to climb that mountain too. 
So this is the whole issue that the importance of it has to come in the heart. That this is not just a by the way thing. This has an impact on so many things in life. It has an impact on one's deen. It has an impact in one's home. When a person has an anger problem, people are all the time now at edge. Even when they are happy too, they are at edge. Even when everything is calm, then two people are at edge because you don't know when this whole calm will just get toppled. One small thing will just now cause some disruption here just now. So subhanallah, what a ajeeb situation that even when people are so happy, they're not happy. Why? Because somebody there has an anger problem. You don't know when there's going to be an outburst. It's somebody or the other, sometimes one of the two parents or one of the children or who it might be. And it keeps everybody on edge. Sometimes parents complain about this. That this child now, oh, we all, all the time at edge. Why? Because he just suddenly out of the blue will have an outburst. And it can be anywhere, anytime, without, can't just make out when something is going to just trigger him. Now that one child's anger problem has become an azab for the whole family. And everybody in the happiest moments too are not happy because there's still something still at the edge now. You hope now some you know everybody is laughing about some joke. Hope he didn't misunderstand the joke because if he misunderstood the joke, he might think he was a target. And somebody is now making fun of him, and that might just blow the roof. So now if somebody said something light-hearted and everybody is laughing, but everybody is at edge also. I hope he doesn't misunderstand it. Is this the way that we conduct ourselves and put others also into that kind of difficulty and keep others on edge? So this is the whole issue that this is not something just on the side. It impacts on everything in life. It impacts on our deen. It impacts on our dunya. It impacts on the peace of the home. It impacts on the peace in the workplace. It impacts on anything and everything. People have lost their dunya also because of their anger. Once there was some issue somewhere, one person, a young fellow, his anger problem. And now something went haywire, so he, the point was that he came with a blue eye and hey, some other bruises and whatnot. So I asked him what happened. So now one day again something happened, so now he is normal style of things, how he reacts. So when he reacted, he reacted, he didn't realize, he reacted in against somebody who had a bigger anger, anger problem and who was quite a fitness fanatic, very strong fit person. That person didn't take his reaction kindly, so he reacted in a more unkind manner. And he really beat this fellow up. Now he Whatever that fellow did was also wrong. But now this fellow is saying, but I, you know, this, I don't know why I did this. Now he's asking, I don't know why I did it. The other 50 times he put everybody else in a parishan and made them suffer through his anger. That time he didn't ask why I was keep, keeping everybody else. Now today when he got beaten up, now suddenly some realization is coming that this was uncalled for. What I did wasn't, wasn't even something I should have done. So it had come to that point where he had to get a beating from somebody. And now only some sense is coming. But now generally, because we vent it on the weaker, we vent it on the weaker, we keep everybody at edge and feel nothing about it and feel just as pious as ever. Now this is a very big deception. Many times shaitan keeps us in many deceptions. And a person feels just as pious as ever. Person is sometimes his dealings are not in order. But mashallah, because he is regular with his salah, etc., he really feels within himself, I'm fine. That's a very big deception of shaitan. Likewise, when it comes to akhlaq, it comes to masharad, sometimes they are major problems. But a person feels that Alhamdulillah, I'm making tahajjud also. Alhamdulillah, definitely Alhamdulillah, making the hajjud. But does that mean I'm fine? That's another matter altogether. So it's the 
grand total of the marks that's going to determine whether the person passed or failed. And now he got 100% in the one, two subjects and he got zero in the rest. And the grand total is amounting to 25% of the total. So the two subjects he got 100% still didn't help him to pass. At the end of the day he still failed. So this is the issue that now it requires an effort. It's not going to happen just by having heard it once, having just read it once. That requires an effort. And this is the same effort that is being mentioned here, that read it so many times that it becomes part of the system, person remembers it whenever the anger is provoked, because the anger is going to get provoked. There is no such thing as that a person has got some, some button to switch off, he will never ever get angry again. It won't happen. There is no such thing. The anger will come. The effort is to learn how to control it, how to suppress it. That is the Kamal then. So the first thing is to recite the full Ta'awuz, A'awuz Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. Second point is to make wudu. The third is khare ho to bed jana, bethe ho to late jana. If you're standing, then sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. As discussed, that anger, Hadi Sharif, it is mentioned, it's a fire that ignites in the heart of insan. And now fire, fire wants to rise. So now he's sitting, he is now, by sitting down, when he's standing, by sitting down, he's bringing it down to. And now if it's still trying to rise, he lies down. So this is a physical way of suppressing that anger. Because this is something that rises within him. So this has been also mentioned. Jis par ghussa a raha ho, uske saamne se hat jana, ya usko hata dena. The one who one is becoming upset over, who is get, getting angry with somebody, move away from there. Don't remain there. And if it is somebody junior, some younger, tell him go away. So diffuse the situation. So either move away or ask the person to leave. Number five, kisi salih ke sohbat mein bed jana. Go and sit down in the company of somebody pious. Now, if this is not something that we can immediately go and sit in somebody's company, the kitabs of the Ahlullah, this is the substitute of their company. If we don't have too many other kitabs, inshallah we have a copy of Fazail Amal in our homes. Around and start reading it. Some other kitab and kitabullah is above everything. Surround and start making tilawas of the Quran Sharif. So the thing is, something has to be done actively. Otherwise, after the damage is done, then the person now will say, But I should have done this. This is the reason why Hazrat said right at the beginning, read it over and over and over so many times. That then spontaneously we remember this. That this is what I'm supposed to do. So go and sit in the company of somebody pious and as mentioned, when that is not immediately possible, then the kitabs of the Ahlullah is their substitute. But che zikrullah me mashgul ho jana, nez duru sharif parna. Come engage in making some zikr and especially duru sharif. Duru Sharif has a tremendously, like you get foods that a person eats, some foods have an, a cooling effect on the body. Some foods have an effect of heat on the body. This is why Rasulullah in his Mubarak manner of eating also, there were so many lessons. The Beast would combine dates and cucumber. And he would eat them jointly, meaning together, maybe a date, a piece of cucumber. Likewise, there are some other foods that used to be combined. If something was presented, then something else was combined with it. On occasion, Nabi Wasallam then explained it as well. Now we are talking about that zamana, where there was no research in all these things yet. But Nabi Wasallam explained, يَدْفَعُوا بَرْدُ هَذَا حَرَّ هَذَا وَحَرُّ هَذَا بَرْدَ هَذَا 
since this is true that we are combining now this is the kamal of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he gave us direction and guidance in every aspect of life to the extent of now this is apparently one incident but it's not just one incident an entire usool has been presented a rule of diet has been presented that observe moderation in one's diet and be conscious of the nature of the foods one is combining it's not just one incident it's a whole principle that has been explained here so in any case this combination maybe islam said look one of them has a nature of heat in it and the other has the nature of some coolness in it the cucumber its nature is cool it has a cooling effect on the body and the date has a effect of heat so now this will balance it out that this has a effect of heat this has an effect a cooling effect so now when it was combined and eaten the the balance remains it didn't result in an excess of cold or an excess of excess of heat that was a lesson in terms of the foods one eats now just as the foods that one eats has these kind of effects even the azkar and tasbihat etc these also have an effect on the physical self for example the recitation of la ilaha illallah this has a an effect of heat Hazrat Maulana Imam Hassan sahab rahmatullah alayhi I heard this directly from Hazrat Maulana Ahmad Lal sahab and he heard it directly he says from Hazrat Maulana Imam Hassan sahab rahmatullah alayhi says that for a long time for a good amount of time he used to make the what used to be termed as the sawa lakh zikr 125000 times start off late at night and finish off sometimes maybe close to tahajjud time or Closer, so almost the whole night used to go in the zikr, the citation of La ilaha illallah, and especially Ismazad, the name of Allah Taala, Allah, Allah, hundred and twenty-five thousand times. These people, that ruhaniyat that came in them, wasn't by just talk. Same point that was in that couplet, kabyabi to kam se hogi, na ke husne kalam se hogi. ذکر کے التزام سے ہوگی فکر کے اہتمام سے ہوگی the success is going to come by effort not by just fancy talk it come by effort come by the constancy on ذکر by the importance due importance given to فکر so in any case he says this should be the standard thing for a long time Allah knows best how many years or whatever now in India in especially that part of india delhi etc the winters are very cold winters are maybe be colder than what the johannesburg winters are he says that at night now he would start the zikr in the morning when he's completed in the winter morning now this is freezing might be sometimes zero and sub zero also in the winter morning he would take a bath with cold water and pouring the water over his head says by the time the water would reach his feet the water would become slightly warm the heat of the body that water that is trickling down when it reaches the feet is already like slightly warm that was the amount of heat he used to create so now this has a effect of heat and dhru sharif has a tremendously cooling effect Dhruv Sharif has a tremendously cooling effect. Now this is Tajruba, it's based on, now somebody will ask them which laboratory this came from. This came from the laboratory of the experience of the Mashaih. And that laboratory is beyond the laboratories of all what the dunya laboratories are. So this is the effects that they have ascertained through experience. Dhruchari has a tremendously cooling effect. Therefore, sometimes people have the either whatever, sometimes severe headaches, etc. The Mashaikh then tell him, you just carry on deciding Dhruchari. 
So in any case, this is now we, this, we digress from this point that the prescription here is for controlling anger. At that time in particular, Guru Charif. As we discussed, anger is a fire. So this fire is obviously now building up that heat. That's why the person starts getting red hot and his face is flushed and his eyes are getting red. So now this Duru Sharif, consciously reciting Duru Sharif, this has a tremendously cooling effect. And subhanAllah, this is something that we witness in the, among the Arabs. That sometimes they are having a heated argument. Somebody, let alone recite the Duru Sharif, there's still only one person who will just say, Sallu ala Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. One person will just say this much, and the other person will just keep quiet. Many, many times we witness this. And this has been many times mentioned by so many people that this is a standard, Alhamdulillah, that they have that much of azmat for Duru Sharif as well. That somebody has said, recite Duru Sharif, so I have to keep quiet now, recite Duru Sharif. They won't go on. Allah forbid, if we are in the heat of an argument or we have lost our cool and somebody says to us, whether we will stop to even do that much to Allah knows. So this is a very good thing about them. But the point we were talking about is that this Duru Sharif has a tremendously cooling effect. So now when that anger has been provoked, immediately from the heart, repeatedly, Duru Sharif, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or any other formula of Duru Sharif. Now these are things to make amal on. It's not just something for the knowledge, it's something for applying this knowledge. Seven point Hattal was baat na karna or na koi muamla karna uske saath jis par gussa raha hai as far as possible at that time don't do anything and don't say anything to the person now who you are upset over don't talk to the person for now let things calm down but now sometimes they have to they develop these things called highlighters all colors also so there is a need for it because sometimes if that is not highlighted then it's must so now the word for now. So now in our minds we can just highlight it. So don't talk for now. Now why have to highlight it? One person, there was some issue. And now there was, it became very serious. It became so serious, he left home, he packed his bag and left home. And Allah knows where he was going, what he was going to be doing. So in any case, after sitting him down and talking to him and explaining to him and he says, no, no, if I'm going to go home, it's going to get dangerous again. I said, okay, you go and sleep in another room today. So now he probably didn't hear the today. So after about five days, I heard nothing in between. So after about five days, I decided to call him to just ask, mashallah, it sounds everything is fine. And just in passing, it emerged that he's still in the other room. I asked him, but why? But you told me. But when I told you to remain indefinitely there, so you, know, you said you going to sleep in the other room. But now that, the need for now mental highlighters also have to come. So for now, just to, in order to let things cool off. So this is meant to be something indefinite. So this also what is mentioned is, don't talk to the person and don't do anything, meaning for now. Whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, but that is sufficient time. Somebody has a very, very high temperature and their cooling system is not so efficient. It takes a while for that temperature to come down. So it will take one hour, but the rest of it is purely nafsaniyat. The rest of it is that nafs, it is that anger, it is that, that Revenge, the thirst for revenge in one form or the other. So now if there is no other way of taking the revenge, then the revenge will be by means of the silent treatment. That is a form of punishment also. It is used as a form of punishment. It is used as a form of exacting revenge. So now, Allah forbid people sometimes say for days on end. This carries on now. What kind of home is that? What kind of life is that? And over what? Over some trivial matter over some very trivial matter and days on end this is carrying on this will be counted as zulm Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us 
Allah Ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings, but we have to learn to move on from this. And this, these are the lessons that we have to, these are cooling of period, this is why we are being taught about this, that at that time don't talk anything, and don't interact with the person now. But that's for the cooling of, not as a form of punishment, as a form of exacting revenge. Now the whole day has gone past, the night has gone past, the next day has come. This is shaitan's handiwork. And shaitan tries to keep this going because this will widen the gap and create a further whole gulf in between. And if this continues, then, then that's the time shaitan will do his utmost to create that breakup. This is shaitan's plan. This is shaitan's first prize. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that Iblis gathers all his smaller shayateen, he puts a throne of his in, on the ocean, all these smaller shayateen come to give a report back of their, what their activities were, what they did. So they also come to give their karguzari. Now one fellow says that I made somebody steal. So he says, okay, fine. Next fellow says, I made somebody miss his salah. Okay. Third person says something. Fourth person says something. The fourth shaitan, the fifth shaitan. Eventually one fellow says, I created a problem between husband and wife. I created an argument between them, caused an argument between them, and then I escalated that, made it worse, and continued fanning those flames, and it got from one level to another. Eventually, I broke that marriage. When this fellow gives this report, now can we imagine, this is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, in Mishkat Sharif, this Hadith appears, that all these other reports that Shaitan got, he just said, okay. But when he got this report, that this marriage was broken, and this Shaitan is saying that I caused this argument, and then I made it worse, I made it into a big fight, I got others all involved in that fight, and then from one thing it led to another, and eventually I brought it to the point where it broke the marriage, Iblis wakes up, he stands up, and he embraces this fellow, and he says, you did something. So now this is highlighting what is Iblis's first prize. That his first prize beyond everything else is to break a marriage. And where it starts off from? From all these things and there's no control over anger and so on. And every time that something happens, there's outbursts and what not happens, it leaves a crack. Then things touch up, but it never becomes 100%. It'll come 97%. And the second time something happens, meaning the small, small issues are discounted, but where these major blowouts happen time to time, and then demeaning things are said, and humiliating things are said, and what not happens. So now it heals after a while, but it heals to some percentages less, 97%. And then after a while it happens, now there's already some degree of weakness, so now when it happens, that crack goes deeper. Now when it heals, it finishes off at 90%. And the third time, it finish off at 75%. Now, eventually now it has got only 50% strength left in it. And then now it got 25% strength left in it. Now 25% strength, initially that was something very difficult to break. That piece of iron now, but now it's three-quarter corroded. Now the slightest pressure, it buckles under it. So likewise, now when that thing has come to 25%, 20% of strength left now. Because every time it's getting patched up, but the weakness is growing. Because it's not healing to the point of what it was initially. Then one small issue happens, and that small issue breaks it finally. Now the person is holding that for everybody to see. They look for a small thing like this. This is what was done now. My marriage was broken. But where it started from? What led to this small thing becoming the straw on the camel's back? That now, everybody, then all the drama will start. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. These are issues that are unfortunately on the rise in society. And much of it is due to simply that we haven't learned 
Sometimes there are some major serious problems unfortunately. But often it is just stemming out of these issues. There's lack of control over anger. There's this pride. This arrogance. There isn't this basic akhlaq. We haven't learned to speak correctly. Just simple things. Just to speak in a decent manner. We haven't learned things like acknowledgement. Appreciation. So all these things were for the honeymoon. The honeymoon is over now. That Hadith Sharif, which we discussed on previous occasions also, where Rasulullah says that you get rewarded for sadaqah, for every good act, to the extent that Hatta ma fi fimraatik, that morsel of food that you put into the mouth of your wife, that too you will get rewarded with sadaqah. Now, what's the purpose of that? Maybe she was very sick, she couldn't use her hands. She was probably injured. No, no, this wasn't talking about any injury. This was meant to be an act of muhabbat. So now, somebody put it very nicely, says that this is, this wasn't mentioned for anyone in particular. It is meant for, meant for the newly wed and also for the nearly dead. Because this, this is the teaching of Rasulullah and it's meant to be done in a way that develops that bond. So this fancy romantic world that the West has painted, that's just a make-believe world. The true muhabbat, Nabi Islam taught us how to develop that. But those teachings, that is but we've created formalities. Somebody forgot the birthday, that's Qiyamat Suhra. And if they forgot the anniversary, that's Qiyamat Kubra. All these formalities, these create problems. Where this came from? But the teaching, the talimat of Rasulullah Wasallam, that we never, that we didn't remember, nobody even remembered, we forgot. That we never practiced on. But because the West found something called anniversary, wedding anniversary and birthdays and now we celebrate it and bring one gift. So that became the whole standard of what is, how much feeling you have for me and how much love you have for me, that became the standard. But what teachings Rasulullah gave us, that is not being practiced upon, nobody takes any notice about that. Now all these formalities, this is all just formalities. Now the person, he is not even having any, sometimes because of whatever the circumstances are at that time or the relationship is in some problems or whatever, he has no heart to even do it. But now in order to avoid a bigger problem, so now he comes very smilingly, but inside he is saying, I have to spend so much money for this. <laughs> so what, what, good, what good feeling that's going to create? What kind of happiness that's going to bring about? That's all just one make-believe world. But this pure life that Nabi Islam has taught us, there's so many things which were previously one of the ethicals, there was a whole, like we have been discussing over the past four, five days, probably it was over six, seven, eight days, that the whole discussion was on, one kitab was being read, on nikah and the various details that came in. So the, these things were discussed previously, but this, this is the aspect that Allah may be diverted from, but these are the things by bringing in these Mubarak teachings of Rasulullah the effort has to be made for this, this is what will bring that barakah, that happiness. Number eight, ye ke ghussa iman ko aisa kharab kar deta hai jis tarah elwa shahid ko. To think at that time, to ponder and reflect that anger, it spoils Iman just like the Hadith Sharif that we discussed, Sabir, some very bitter substance, how it spoils honey, it makes honey bitter, likewise Iman is spoiled with the anger. Person who has the value of his Iman, this will be a very big thing for him. He will be very, very affected by this. This is going to spoil my Iman. I can't allow it. If that value of Iman is there, then this will be a very, very effective antidote for that anger for him. 
نمبر نائن یہ سوچنا کہ میں بھی اللہ تعالیٰ کا خطا وار ہو اگر میری خطایا پر مواخذہ فرمایا جاوے تو نجات پانا مشکل ہے نیز دوسروں کی خطایا سے درگزر کرنے پر امید ہے کہ میری خطایا بھی معاف ہو جاوے گی لہذا جس پر غصہ آ رہا ہے اس سے درگزر کرنا ہی بہتر ہے ایٹ دیٹ ٹائم ٹو تھنک تھنک وٹ آئی ہیو آلسو And I have committed so many wrongs. If I am taken to task by Allah Ta'ala for my wrongs, will I be able to gain salvation? Will I pass on that day? If I am taken to task for all my wrongs, I am in big trouble. So therefore, if I now forgive other people's mistakes, I can have hope, inshallah, Allah will forgive mine. So now by thinking in that way, Now this is a lot is to do with how a person engages his mind at that time. All this is teaching us the same thing. Engaging the mind correctly. When a person engages the mind correctly, it does wonders. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this mind. Unfortunately, if the mind is not trained, everything requires a training. Even the mind requires a training. How to think. The mind hasn't been trained how to think correctly, it will think corruptedly. we train how to think correctly and the example that we discussed that incident that we discussed yesterday the Tanwi Rahmatullah the person went and sat down close by to somebody and then he took him to task for that and put him through such a, a difficult punishment so to say but what was this doing it was training the mind to always be very alert and think right think ahead think before doing something so it wasn't just that incident it was the redirecting the whole thinking pattern and doing impressing this in such a way that now the mind will always be super alert that was what was being done redirecting the thinking and this mind requires to be trained to think correctly otherwise it will think in a completely zigzag manner دین دا لاسٹ پوائنٹ دیٹ از یہ اگر ہدایات مجوزہ کے خلاف عمل ہو جاوے تو پچاس پیسے تا دس روپے خیرات کرے اور چار رکعت نفیل نماز بھی پڑھے آل دیز تھنگ a significant amount amount of some amount in sadaqa that amount which the nafs will feel some pinch over we discussed yesterday penalty has to have some pinch on the nafs for somebody it might be 5 rand and for somebody less than 100 rand won't create any pinch and somebody even more than that too will still be child's play will be pocket money so according to what a person's situation is something that's going to create some pinch on the nafs that amount must be given in sadaqah and also a person should make four rakaats nafil and salat with the niyat of salat al-tawbah and ask Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness there is one incident mentioned here one person wrote to Hazrat Khan that I have this anger problem this was what Islam was all about people would communicate and they would spell out their problems and they would seek the treatment islah this is how it happens when a person communicates what his problems are and he seeks the advice and he then implements the advice so in any case this person now wrote to us that i have this anger problem now because of perhaps where he was located and whatever else on that occasion i gave him one prescription told him there's certain person Mawana so and so he has that certain kitab shop you go and be in his company you sit in his company maybe he was perhaps Hazrat Majaz or whatever so you go and spend time in his company so he told him this much he asked for a treatment of his anger so he told him you go and sit in so and so's company so he went because he was now asking for a treatment he was advised with something so he went and he continued spending some time after a few weeks he wrote 
that Alhamdulillah, my anger has come fully under control. Then he wrote something further, said, but I am very, very surprised at something. My anger has come under control, but the thing is that in all this time that I've been in this person's company, not once he discussed anything about anger. He didn't advise me at all regarding how to treat the anger, how to control it, how to suppress it, nothing. I haven't heard anything from him in all this while to do with how to control the anger. So now this is the amazing thing that I did as you have prescribed and alhamdulillah I saw the benefit. But I'm trying to figure out how this happened. Hazrat replied and said, look this person has a very very cool temperament. He's a person who is exceptionally well controlled and has a very calm nature, very very calm person. So therefore I told you to be in his company and you went there with ikhlas, with commitment. So the presence being in his company alone, that transferred to you. Because you went there for an objective, you went there sincerely, you went there for this treatment. So that quality that is in him, being constantly in his company for a good amount of time, that transferred into you. Now this is also an extremely important point and lesson that the kind of company we keep, that's the kind of qualities we are going to imbibe. If we are in company of people who are very, very inclined to dunya, then that's going to rub off on us. People who are concerned about deen, that will rub off on us. One person wrote to us, that I get upset very quickly. Now this is something which some people's tabiat is such that temperature just, the gauge just flies up and small things can just become very, can provoke the anger. He said, I get angry very quickly. What am I supposed to do? Hazrat replied and said, there's a very important point to note, that surat ghazab amre tab'i hai, ikhtiyar se kharij hai, na is par malamat hai. That somebody getting angry very quickly, meaning if that is his nature, so that is part of his tabiyad. And if it is part of his tabiyad, this is not in his control. And if it's not in his control, then this is not something worthy of rebuke. But now this is not where it finishes off. Like one person, he was reading the, he heard one ayat, Qari Sahib had stopped there, La taqrabu salata wa antum sukara. Qari Sahib took a breath, stopped to take a breath, so he went away in the meantime. Now this part of the ayat is, don't approach salah when you are intoxicated. Now this was in the initial part of Islam, when yet the prohibition of alcohol hadn't yet come. So this came down in stages. So first stage was that don't approach Salah when you are intoxicated. Others already cut it down by more than half because the Salah times a person has to remain sober. So now from the morning if he's going to take something his Zohar might get missed. And if you take something after Zohar his Asar will get missed. So now this was laying the platform for the total prohibition. Because they would never miss the salah. So now you have to leave it for late after night. And then eventually the total prohibition came. So first this was a prohibition. لا تقربوا الصلاة وأنتم سكارا حتى تعلموا ما تقولون In any case, so he heard this ayat. And he heard this ayat and he went away. Now there was still the other part of the other ayat of the Quran Sharif. Allah Ta'ala totally forbade it. So all he understood was this much. So he said, well the Quran Sharif says, as long as you're not coming to Salah in a state that you are intoxicated is fine. The rest of the time you can do what you want to do. So now he took it in that direction because he stopped at one point. He didn't look at the other ayat also coming somewhere. So likewise, this, this part is the first part of this little, that this is something which is part of his tabiyat now. If that is his tabiyat, somebody has a very hot nature, gets upset, angry very quickly, 
as part of his tabiyat now. And if it's part of his tabiyat, it's not in his control. Because something that is tabiyat is beyond his, it's not, it's, it's not something of his willful choice. And if it's not in his willful choice, he can't be rebuked for it. But, there's a big but thereafter. Al-Batta, iske muqtada par amal, jabke hudud se tajawuz ho jawe mazmoome. But now acting upon that anger, he got upset, but acting upon it, and especially when that then crosses the boundaries, that is something to be rebuked, that is reproachable, that is to be, that's something that now will be, a person will be criticized for that, that is wrong. So therefore, this first part is not in his control, but the second part is in his control. He has to learn to do it. Aur uska ilaj bajuz himmat ke kuch nahi. This is the very important part. That the treatment for it is that he will have to take the courage to do it. As mentioned, that if somebody had to offer us a million rands to stay away from getting angry the whole month, we're going to get upset, but we'll learn how to control it. Just the mere offer will teach us how to control it. So it is within our capacity to be able to control it. It's not in our choice that it went up in one second, it just, the gauge just flew up. But to keep it coming down is in our control. All these things that we discussed, these are all the treatments for that. Is himmat ne maghdub alay se foran dhur chala jana aur auzu billah parna aur apni khatao aur haq ta'ala ke ghazab ke ahtemal ko yaad karna, ye bohat mu'een hai. The same details that came earlier, that in this situation to go away from that place, recite Auzu Billah, think about one's own faults, think about that what if Allah Ta'ala's wrath comes on me because of my wrongs, all this will help tremendously to bring the anger down. Muddat tak taklif se soch soch kar ikhtiyar karna chahe. Muddat ke baad malaka hoga. So that says for a period of time, you will have to force yourself to think about this repeatedly and bring it into heart, you will have to force yourself. But you will keep forcing yourself to think in this manner over a period of time. Gradually, it will become a natural thing. Then you won't have to force yourself to think in this manner. When the situation crops up, now that is something in your tabiyat, your anger just went up, but this will then naturally come to, to mind. And it will help you immediately pour water over that anger. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala enable us to adopt the Mubarak Akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this is what will give us and everybody the peace and happiness. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.